Country music artist Erin Kelly may be young, yet for well over half her life, she's been performing for large audiences and on TV. Starting at four years old, this This is her podcast. Welcome to Erin Kelly's Life Behind the Mic, where each week she will introduce you to life as an independent artist. You'll get a backstage pass to the independent music scene and meet both musicians and experts that will give tips about the music industry and more. Hi everyone and welcome to the season finale of Life Behind Mike. I'm so excited for the summer and I have a lot of exciting things planned. I have a lot of shows lined up. Um, you can go to my schedule which is on my website. I'm taking a trip to Nashville and of course doing a lot of songwriting. For this episode I asked you guys to send in the questions and um, thank you so much to everyone who participated in this. So um, here are some of the questions that you guys sent. I have my producer here with me today. He'll be asking the questions. Thanks, hey, Steve. So Dina W. asks, what do you like to do in your free time when you get a chance to have free time? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I'm a really active person, and um, in my free time, I really like to play racquetball. And um, a new sport that I've kind of been uh, working my way into is pickleball. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are probably like, what is pickleball? Um, it's a little hard to explain. You use a wiffle ball and a, a paddle, and you use basically a, a tennis court, but you make it smaller, and there's a kitchen. It's a long story. If you, if you want to learn a little more about it, just look it up. <laughs> but it's a pretty fun sport. <laughs> I also, um, I do enjoy spending time with my friends. Uh, when I do have the time, usually I go out every Friday night to my local Applebee's and uh, me and my friends hang out. So it's another thing I enjoy doing. Okay. Marnell G. asks, I remember you singing as a four and five-year-old when you entertained the special needs children at Camelot House. At that time, you sang quite a variety of music. At what age did you start playing guitar and what or who was it that made you lean towards country? Um, well, I- I've always loved performing for Camelot House. Um, I've also done a lot of karaoke and um, so- some of the sports clinics I helped out there, too. I always enjoyed it. Um, I actually started playing guitar at 16 years old, and at, but actually before that, I had been trying to play guitar for years, and it just never ended up clicking for me. And I actually never thought I was going to be, be ever playing an instrument, because the music theory side of things just never ended up working for me. I also tried piano lessons from a very young age, and that never worked for me either. And I ended up taking a class in high school, and actually listen to the teacher by ear. And it just, for some reason, it just, you know, never processed the music theory with the paper in front of me. And um, the teacher ended up catching me not reading the notes because I was uh, listening to him playing. And uh, I kind of got in trouble for that. But (laughs) Um, actually, back to the guitar thing, um, my current guitarist, Lynn, who worked with my dad, told me to give the guitar one last chance. He basically taught me, you know, the basics of playing, the basic chords and all that. And from then on, every chance that I get to learn a new instrument, I basically just do everything by ear because learning music just does not work for me. Also, to answer your second question, I've always really been a big fan of country music and... Um, I think at a really early age, what really inspired me was listening to Leanne Rimes, Patsy Cline, and Linda Ronstadt. 
But of course, you know, I did sing a lot of other stuff, which played an important role in who I am artistically. And I actually do perform non-country covers every once in a while, even now. But there's just something about the traditional instrumentation and the storytelling that really inspired me to perform country music. It just really clicked with me. What is a song that you have on a personal playlist we wouldn't expect to find there? And that's from Diane Kay. So a lot of the music that I listen to is really all over the place. One song in particular um, that um, you guys are probably going to be like, really? <laughs> um, I, I really don't think anyone would expect me to have um, this French song called Le Vian Rose by Edith Piaf. I believe that's her name. Um, I, I just really listen to everything. Um, I do lot, listen to a lot of country, but I actually find that my songwriting is better when I'm inspired by many different styles of music. Although Spotify doesn't really pay artists very well, I love using it to discover new music. And I'm kind of disorganized with it, and I take a lot of music, and I just throw it all onto one playlist. So I have like many, many different styles and artists, like, say, the Steel Drivers, Harry Nelson, Frank Sinatra, Heart, and Third Eyed Blind. So really, it's all over the place. Since autotune has become a controversial shorthand for correcting vocal issues, what would you advise to a performer who is struggling with pitch control but has the option to obtain perfect pitch by using the software in live or studio performances? And Lynn D. wrote that question. So um, I've actually been really lucky and I've had good pitch from a young age. So, you know, I, I really can't say much about what to do if your pitch isn't, you know, on. But I, I would say um, if you're going to be using auto-tune, it should be used as a tool. Um, I've been working with pitch correction um, through Melodyne a little bit with audio production. And um, it really is useful if, you know, say you're um, working with harmonies or... Um, you know, there's just like one or two things here and there that you want to fix. But if, you know, you're fixing every single, you know, note to make it perfect, um, I I don't know. I just think it sounds too manipulated. And um, as an independent artist, you really don't get to work with auto-tune or pitch, any pitch correction whatsoever during live performances. But you do see that on occasion on, um, say, like, you know, some of the award shows you'll watch on television. And um, I just think it's important to make sure that, you know, you're actually working on your craft and learning to use pitch correctly. So, you know, your live performances are better. And, you know, using it as a tool rather than, you know, just, you know, a quick fix. And the last question is, Ali W. asks, where do you post your schedule for upcoming events? My schedule is on my website, erinkellymusic.com. If you just click on the schedule tab, um, the, I basically have everything there. I have a lot going on this summer, so definitely check it out. Um, you can also go onto my social media sites, um, especially Facebook, which is Aaron Kelly Songs. I do post a lot there. You can also go to my Twitter, which I post on occasion, which is also Aaron Kelly Songs, and Instagram as well, which is Aaron Kelly Music. Thanks so much, Steve, for uh, asking the questions for me. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. 
No problem. And thanks so much to everyone who has participated. And really, this has been a lot of fun for me as well. Um, you guys can continue to send in your questions to my website and use the Ask Behind the Mic tab on the right-hand corner of my website so I can put your voices on the podcast. I will definitely have some time next season to answer some more. And um, to all the guests and listeners, I really want to thank you for making this show possible. I will be back with another season, and I will let you guys know. Thanks for listening to Aaron Kelly's Life Behind the Mic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Be sure to connect with Aaron on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, her website, AaronKellyMusic.com. That's AaronKellyMusic.com. This has been a Steve Mittman Social Media Creation. Steve Mittman Social Media.com.